there. This is episode 62. Today, I'm answering the question, what are your thoughts on rowdy play? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, this is Danae. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 62. This is a Q&A style podcast. I love to hear from you all. If you have questions that you'd like to use for the show, leave those for me at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. Today's episode is sponsored by Kind Snacks. I'm sure you've probably tried a Kind Bar. You probably see them everywhere in your local grocery store, coffee shop, or gym. They're great, delicious, healthy snacks. I was really excited to learn that Kind now has a new Kind Snack Club where you get monthly snacks at a discounted price. I used to watch and try to catch them on sale when I could, but now I don't have to because I can get them shipped directly to my house for a great price. You can try it for free. You'll get 10 free Kind Snack Bars shipped to your house for just a small shipping fee. Go to kindsnacks.com forward slash simplefamilies to get your free box. You'll find full details there. On to today's question from Bridget. She wrote, Hi, Danae, please keep doing what you're doing. I feel 90% lost on this motherhood train, and you definitely help me feel less lost. My question for the podcast is, does roughhousing between siblings serve a purpose? My 1.5-year-old and my 3-year-old wrestle constantly. It's like watching lion cubs on PBS. I only step in when the younger one is in distress, but should I just let them work it out? Thanks. Bridget, thank you so much for this question. This is actually a topic I love, so I'm excited to talk about it today. First things first, rowdy, active play, horseplay is not aggressive play. There's a big difference. Although sometimes we can assume that it's aggressive in nature, and sometimes it can look a little bit violent, it's often not. So about rowdy play. So rowdy play, horseplay, pushing, roughhousing, play fighting, rough and tumble, whatever you want to call it. Yes, it's super normal. And it's interesting that you compared your kids to lion cubs because research has shown that the way that young children interact with each other, in particular boys, is very similar to that of animals. So when you look at the way that puppies play, we see that actually male puppies play pretty rowdy than female puppies in many instances. So while you didn't say what the gender of your kids was, Bridget, I'm kind of wondering if it might be boys. However, saying that, this is definitely not exclusive to boys, but I think it's something that we'll see more often in males. So rowdy play is important, and it's important that we have a way for kids to engage in it because young children have a biological need to be active. Going back to the puppy analogy, if you think about having a puppy, if you've ever had one, you know that you have to get them out and you have to exercise them. Otherwise, they are going to chew up every piece of furniture in your house and scratch and literally tear the walls up kids aren't all that much different. You have to actively exercise them and get them outside and get this biological need out and satisfy this biological need to be active and to be rowdy. Sometimes when our kids are being being boisterous and rowdy, we feel the need to say, stop, quit doing that. Don't wrestle. Stop wrestling. And it's almost impossible for a kid who feels an urge to be rowdy and to wrestle. It's almost impossible for them just to stop on a dime. So sometimes they're in the house and they're playing really inappropriately and they're breaking things and they're running into things. We can't just ask them to stop. If we don't want them doing specifically what they're doing, say they're 
throwing their little brother up against a mirror and it might break the mirror and it might be dangerous, then we need to move them to another spot of the house and give them a place to play safely. Give them a way to act on those needs to be active and to be rowdy in a way that is safer and more acceptable. So I never recommend just trying to squash this desire to be rowdy. Instead, finding a more appropriate way to get it out. The need to be active starts really young. It starts even with infants. You don't see infants kicking and scooting and rolling and grabbing their feet. They have a need to move. And then once they start walking as toddlers, you'll see them jumping and pushing, tiptoeing and running. And then this continues into the preschool years and where you start to see a lot of wrestling and throwing and learning how to perfect their balance. Rowdy play really goes into the school age years. And as kids get older, it's often channeled into more active sports. So you'll see sports that are more physical contact like football becoming of interest to kids. So often rowdy play looks different as kids get older, but it's still there and it's still present. One thing that doesn't change is that often adults fear it. We fear that rowdy play is going to turn into fighting. We fear that it's going to escalate and get out of control. We fear that somebody's going to get hurt. And we also fear that kids are going to get agitated and they're going to get upset. But the reality is that most of these fears are unwarranted. Research shows us that less than 1% of the time, fighting results from rowdy play. And usually when it does happen, it's the result of one of the kids misreading a social cue from another kid. And if we worry our kids are going to get all worked up, the reality is the kids are often more focused and calm after they've been playing rough. After they get those urges out, after they get that energy spent. We know that kids should be getting plenty of unstructured playtime every day. So definitely more than 60 minutes a day where they're just playing And it's kind of a free-for-all. They're doing whatever it is that they feel compelled to do at that time. And again, sometimes parents fear this sort of thing because we're afraid that it's going to turn into someone getting hurt or someone getting angry. But this unstructured free play time is really important for our kids to grow and develop. We know that it's great for their physical development. Active play helps to burn calories and keep them at a healthy weight. It helps them to learn how to manage their body in space and to know their own strength, which is really important when they're around kids who are either very young or much older than themselves. It's really important that kids understand how to play with kids of different ages. A lot of preschools are only kids of a certain age, so all the three-year-olds are together and all the four-year-olds are together. But it's a great skill for kids to have to learn to play actively with kids of different ages. Rowdy play is also really great for social and emotional development. You'll see as kids have this active, unstructured play that they develop more of a self-concept. They develop an awareness of others so they can watch other kids and start to anticipate their actions. They also learn how their own bodies can affect other people. So when they're running around, if they run into another kid accidentally, that they can hurt somebody else. And on the flip side, they learn how to stand up for themselves. They get lots of opportunities to stand up and say when they don't like something that's happening or when a boundary has been crossed. And Bridget, you said you have kids of two different ages. It's an important skill for the bigger kid to be able to hold back physically and play a little bit more gently with the younger one. And it's important for the younger one to learn, hey, I need to be careful because big kids play differently. 
as parents, we often feel compelled to teach our kids things outright. So we teach them how to share and we teach them how to negotiate and that sort of thing. But they actually learn best of all when they're just doing it naturally in their own environment. And during rowdy active play, kids have a lot of a lot of practice negotiating. So who goes first? What are the rules to the play? And they have a lot of practice talking and using language skills. So creating and acting out stories. That wrestling, the kids still might be a little bit young now, but the wrestling that you're talking about is probably going to develop a storyline as they get older. So... They might develop names and have costumes and act out scenes. As kids are playing actively, they are also challenging their spatial reasoning. So when they're climbing trees and they're kicking soccer balls and crossing monkey bars, not only is their blood moving and their mind becoming more settled as a result of it, but again, they're also learning how to manage themselves in space. We do know research shows us that kids who spend a lot of time in active play actually have better problem-solving skills. And of course, there is risk, and risk comes with any sort of activity with young children. We can manage the risk and make sure that the environment we're providing for our kids is safe, but we're never going to completely eliminate it. So Bridget, I think it's a great thing that your kids, you're letting your kids do this and you're letting them do it in a way that is a safe environment. There's not a lot of sharp corners and things that they can fall and hit. And you're also letting them work things out for themselves. And when possible, I always encourage parents to do this. It's such a wonderful thing for siblings to build a relationship. So the takeaway for today is that there's a big difference between aggressive play and rowdy play. It's a wonderful thing for kids to play actively and rowdy and to horseplay. We don't need to fear and we need to let kids do that when possible. More often than not, nobody's going to get hurt and they're actually going to end up learning a lot from it. Thank you so much for tuning into Simple Families. This has been episode 62. If you want to stay in touch, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started. That's the best way to stay in touch with what's going on in the blog, the podcast, and on the email list. 